What's going on, guys? Welcome to River City 93, brought to you by For the Culture, the Beautiful Game Network. And, of course, we are joined today by, of course, my cool co-host. Shanir Duran II. And we also have the other podcast here in Richmond. We have the lovely Total Soccer Show. Daryl, you go first because Taylor sucks. Hello. <laughs> oh, I like the way this is starting already. I like the way this is starting. <laughs> he knows where that hate comes from. Ben Wallace <laughs> is the best basketball player of all time. No, he's not. It most of below comes from Petersburg. <laughs> go ahead, Daryl. <laughs> oh, so, so Elliot's handing over to me to ask the questions, yeah. right? I should add, I did see James Brown perform at Virginia State once, and that, that solidifies, solidifies my, my happy memories of Virginia State. Yeah. It's just easier to talk trash about. Uh, Union State. That's why you could talk about Lombardi Tech. <laughs> I want to talk about soccer. <laughs> so I've never heard it called Lombardi Tech. It's Lombardi so good. Tech. It's so good. All right. I'm sorry. So this is, I get that joke. Uh, so this is part two of the River City 93 uh, Richmond Kickers Weekly slash Total Soccer Show crossover episode. Uh, there are seven questions on part one. You can find them on the Total Soccer Show. Uh, seven questions on part two starting with this one from Danielle Childress. Danielle asks, what can the kickers do as a long-standing team to get new slash more fans involved? With the understanding that every club in League One will be asking, how can we be more like forward Madison? I feel like this came from a forward fan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be like forward Madison. I'm sorry. So we've kind of already answered a question yeah. similar to this, right? Where we talked about how we weren't going to have inflatable kangaroos like the mm. inflatable flamingos. And we had some ideas about how... Uh, the kickers could have bring in new fans without being more like forward. Should we revisit got, it and we got I've some got more new answers? Ones, though. I've got All new right, ones. Though. Too, yeah. Genuinely, in the, in the course of you asking this, because I think you're right that like I don't want to do the same stuff that Ford Madison has done because yeah. they've done it. You're always imitating. It's never yeah. going to be as good. But I think one thing that they're very good at is being very self aware. And there's a lot of jokes about like why is Madison have flamingos, which I don't know the answer to. They explained that one. But I think that, like, the kickers could be more self-aware. Like, I would love to see a little thing of, like, if they just put, like, uh, like construction or, like, renovations underway and just put them over everything they're going to renovate. Like, I want a giant side on the far stands that says, like, we promise you we're rebuilding this. Or just, <laughs> like, ways to show that they're actually planning to make improvements and just, yeah. like, acknowledge that the stadium does look like a... It could be the extra for a third world soccer stadium, which I think it has been recently. So, yeah, I think that's one thing I would Only like to see. Only parts of it look that way. That's true. That's Some true. of Only it look nice and fresh. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. And they've done the a good job renovating those. Yeah. But the parts that they haven't, I still want a, like... We assure you this is being renovated. So you want some acknowledgement of it. Yeah, just yeah. making yeah. jokes about it. Yeah. No one said Siri. Yeah, Siri doesn't agree. <laughs> no, Siri, Siri <laughs> no, doesn't. Oh, um, I think the thing, like you said, like make fun of yourselves. Like, of exactly. course, talk about like everyone keeps asking, when is stuff going to get done? Yeah. Make fun of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Make like a video of like kangaroo trying to be like a construction worker, yeah. trying to tear down the stadium. I uh, guarantee you it would be hilarious. Have it coming soon-ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, soon-ish. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> or like just poking fun of like stuff about the kickers. Like, yeah. We always joke about us being like 
the oldest club around. Have Kangaroo dress up as a grandpa and go to a senior citizen home. Grandpa Kangaroo. Mm. Yeah. Grandpa Kangaroo. Grandpa yeah. Kangaroo. Like maybe yeah. instead of instead of you know how when whenever they used to announce Kangaroo, he'd come running out. Maybe yeah. come out with a cane. Oh, God. <laughs> no. just come out like, like an old man. Kangaroo coming out into like one of the Walmart uh, wheelchair things. Like, <laughs> just imagine. Oh my God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> but I think this is a problem that a lot of um, uh, like lower league sports organizations face in the United States is mm-hmm. I think they want to project an image of we're super professional everything's great right yeah, the, and that comes with they try not to acknowledge any flaws that everybody knows are there right yeah. I feel like maybe this sort of self-aware sense of humor might be a better way to go about it yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's like, nothing yeah. more self-assuring and, and nothing more that shows self-confidence than if you can laugh at yourself mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If you can laugh at yourself, you are a confident person. And and it goes the same thing for an organization. If we can laugh at ourselves, we know we know where we are. We know where we stand. We have deep roots. Yes, we can take yeah. a joke, you know? Yeah. And it, to me, it would be part of the, the the slogan for this past year is joyful, authentic, united. To me, that would be part of the joyful, it would, right? Yeah. To be celebrating even the perceived flaws. You can make them strengths by... Yeah. By having fun with it. I mean, I mean, like the the Cleveland Browns before they got their new stadium, when they had the old one with like claustrophobic locker rooms, like they owned that as a like it sucks to play here, have fun away teams. Like <laughs> they kind of like, and I'm not saying they should do that, but like you can own your flaws as a way to make yourself more relatable, but also still come across as a professional yeah. organization. Yeah. What about in terms of um, like? The nights, the events, and the nights they do, mm-hmm. and the uh, like the halftime activities, and can we get um, away from the bear nights? Like we gotta find some. Nights? Yeah, yeah. I understand Richard has a thousand breweries. Uh, I yeah. get it, but not every night has to be like a bear night. We can have something different. Maybe have like a wine night. I didn't even know they did beer nights. I just assume every night was beer night. I mean, yeah. and that's the that's the reason why I don't understand why they would have like like the bark and brew where mm-hmm. you can bring your dog and oh, yeah. some beer. I think it's just initiative, so they it's, went with it. Yeah. Bark, because <laughs> brew is always there. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's it. Like, <laughs> something different. Like everybody falls for alliteration. It's like the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. That checks out. There um, you go. All right. Yeah. So, so, what, so, so what else could it be? I, hey. Being married, I found out wine is delicious. I love my yeah. wife, by the way. Oh, I found um, that before I got married. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like different stuff. Like you can have like. A international food night, like okay. Richmond has like a thousand food spots. Have them come in and like have instead of having like just Papa John's, right? And like four sticks. The, have them come in and. Cook. But there's the problem of like Papa John's are a, like a sponsor, right? So there's. <sighs> I mean, there's nothing. Money. There's nothing wrong with. I'm trying having to imagine John's. it a yeah. dream world. Yeah. No, no, no. no it's nothing you, wrong. You've got to balance the commercial aspect and the fun. Aspect. Yeah, and the exactly. fun aspect. There's nothing wrong with having Papa John's there every week. The same way there's nothing wrong with having the beer truck there every week, mm-hmm. but. If you're going to do something new, you, there's nothing wrong with adding. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think if you tried it, like, I'm not sure if this is what you're saying, Shanir, but I feel like like what resonates with me is that, like, if you're going to have the same beer truck there every week, but you're going to use that to build, like, but tonight is beer night. It's like, yeah, but last week was beer night. Exactly. And like, <laughs> like, if you're pitching me as, like, what, this is way, an exciting beer night? Is it just, like, a dollar off? I guess. Like it's, like, um, it's like before the game, like, I think it's 5.30 to 7.30 you do, like, half-off specials on beer tickets. It's like a happy hour. Type yeah, thing. but it's yeah. like, like, honestly, we're in the Red Army. Mm. We're never going to get up there in time yeah. to enjoy it. Because you guys are tailgating more. Yeah, exactly. Tailgating, and we got our own beer already. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Or it's like, most people 
I hate to say it, most people are not going to show up yeah. two hours before a soccer game. All right. To yeah. Can we do this? Do Instead of complaining about what they do do, that is let's true. have some ideas for what they possibly they could do different. Could do. I got one more. When you said, like, uh, Kikaru comes charging out, like, one game I want that to be, like, Nutsy, the flying squirrel, and then it's a weird, like, Kikaru has to reclaim his spot throughout the game. <laughs> Just, like, random little things oh, like, like that. Re- like a wrestling style narrative. Like, like, it's like, wait a minute, that's not Kikaru. They could like, build a whole. So he just might have to be dope to do. So what you can do, Richmond has as we all know, Richmond has like a bunch of mascots for everything. Yeah. You can use U of R's, the, the Spider, the mm-hmm. VCU Ram, Lombardi Tex Panther, Virginia State's Trojan, which is a lot better. Use those mascots and then like every game. Like you have Kickaroo show up to the first game, but he doesn't show up at, after halftime. And then like every game is a different mascot acting as Kickaroo. And then you're like, yo, where's Kikaroo? And then you be like, you build something up. Like, it's a yeah. story. Like, what happened to Kikaroo? I do what love ha- Kikaroo. But, but, even, but even if you want to, like, go, like, the slightly, like, easier version of that, because I like that idea, but, like, if you want to do it for the Kikaroo, have it be mascot night. And it's a bunch of random mascots walking around. Like, I think just anything that's different that isn't sort of, like, repackaging the stuff they already do and yeah. selling it to me as, like, but it's a different night. Like, if you're, again, I know we don't want to, like, emulate Ford Madison too much, but the stuff with, like, was it Hacksaw Jim Duggan that they did, like, 80? wrestler night and they yeah. had like uh, the office night and they had Stanley mm-hmm. from the office there like I don't know just stuff that would pull in people who wouldn't bring in three songs I guarantee you, you'll bring in like everyone from Virginia <laughs> Union State uh, alright fine that's fine but like but you bring in like people who wouldn't otherwise already be there like I feel yeah. like the dog night I know you don't want to just rehash like stuff that doesn't work but like I like my dogs I like bringing them to stuff but like is that going to make somebody who doesn't come to a kickers game be like, oh, now I can bring my dog? That was the limitation that was holding me back exactly. from attending. Like, it's just going to be people who I'd like to already know go. what was the attendance on uh, like dog night. Did Do they it? double it for the dogs? Did the dogs get the ticket? Maybe <laughs> that's where it comes the, from. I don't think <laughs> the dogs count. So, yeah. You sure they don't have their own ticket scanner? <laughs> <laughs> I just think anything that kind of like but is maybe, basically a, like like social yeah. media catches fire sort of but, thing. But maybe layer it up a bit. Like, so make it dog night, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe there's uh, like a – Almost, what's it called? It's, it, what's it called here? Is it called Westminster? Yeah, the the, the dog show. I have yeah. a dog show at halftime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I That'd like be that. Fun. <laughs> hey, imagine how the groundsman would feel about the dogs on the field. Probably not but, great. But that's fine. I just imagine what dogs yeah. half- defecating in the corner flag. The halftime dog show. It's and not, we, it's you, not dissimilar you some, from some of the things we saw on the field this season. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> ah, so you guys ready for the next question yeah, or do, do you have any more ideas? Let's do it. Okay. Do it. Nicholas Corby, which, if any, of the players from this past season could you see move up to the USL Championship or possibly even MLS? Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, Joe Gallardo, I think, that is, be my is, the, is the big one because uh, it seems like he can play in a system. He can do what's asked of him, but then he can also... Be improvisational yeah. and yeah. think on the fly. I think he could definitely play up at a higher level. And I'd argue he's got the next level technique yep. that I would. The rest of the team sort of mm-hmm. don't have, and I could see that easily in the U- easily in the USL Championship. Yep. MLS, I think, would be a stretch right now, but there's a USL Championship team could definitely uh, find a role for Joe Gallardo. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, Aqua, oh, yes, yeah, Aqua is what I can yeah. see moving up. Gallardo, Aqua, the only two that can be on the MLS roster right now. If the MLS team like. Was like, hey, we need someone from USL League. I think those are the only two. USL Championship. I think Matt B- um, Baldu could go up there. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Um, I would be, say Mwape as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mwape, Lockerbie, Akira could as well. Depending on what kind of team you want him to go to, um, Joe Rice is another one. If you need like a good solid backup, Rice is one, and Boateng. US, USL Championship, I can see. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I've seen enough of Boateng 
enough consistency from Boateng to see a championship team chomping at the bit to get him. Oh, well, we got a um, question about Boateng later, so we can, <laughs> we can get into yeah, that. Um, there, there, I, I do feel that there are a lot of players that we haven't seen enough of to be able to say, you know, are they championship quality players? Mm-hmm. Um, I got to look at the upside, man. I keep telling I, you this. No, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at the. I, I know, but no, it's not. It's not a question <laughs> of looking at the upside. It's, it's the ambiguity of a lot of the players holds me back from saying something because, for example, what we saw of Retzlaff, yeah. In the last game, but is he like that week in week out? Mm-hmm. You know, is he is he consistently playing that well week in week out? Perez, who played very well as a fullback in the last game, is he like that week in week out? Yeah. Not sure. I mean, I mean is does the thing he with- get to play Orlando City B week in week out? <laughs> That'd be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd say he's only been tested against the worst team in yeah, exactly, well, right? exactly. Yeah. I think Gallardo and maybe Acquire, but Gallardo for sure is the only one that I feel. Yeah confidently can play at a significantly higher level. Yeah. What about, say, someone like, this is interesting, what about someone like Maxi Rodriguez Mm -hmm. um, on a better team? Um, I would... In a different position. I would point to the diagram up here that I drew. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, to be honest with you, him, I, I would say... And a slightly different role. That's it. Was okay. Yeah. 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 So not as like the control. Not as a no. six, but yeah. more as an eight. Yeah. Maybe. With a with a reliable six behind him. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. the thing about Maxi is Maxi does not work as a CDM, and when you try to put him into a CDM, he doesn't have the defensive capabilities. I think he's he works better when he has someone behind him that does the dirty work for him. Yeah. And then he can make those diagonal passes. He can make those late darting in behind runs, things like that. I think when you ask him to do a defensive job, I think that hinders what he can do offensively. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, saying he's the great, best offensively, but moving forward, he's a lot better. Ready for the next question? Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Gabe Higgins. Gabe Higgins says, I've heard you guys say, if they stick around, quote-unquote, a couple of times. So the question is, how do contracts work with the kickers, and when would we know what the roster will look like next season? So I will take my best shot at it. Um, obviously, we're talking about lower league soccer, so contracts are a little bit different. From what I've heard, there are deals in place where if the player sticks around, they have a extension in place. So it's not like all these guys are brought out just one-year mm-hmm. contracts. It's like one year in an extension or two yeah. years in extension if the player is you know better or whatnot. But it's not like you hear about, say— It's not a four-year deal. It's not like yeah, a four-year four year deal. deal yeah. and, Which makes sense financially, right? The kickers yeah. don't want to make a long-term financial commitment that they might later regret. Well, and also you're playing, what, like eight months? Like, so then there's four months that you're yeah. paying a person. Like, you don't have that in the Premier League. You have, right. like, a month and a half or two yeah. months off, if that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is, like, mostly one-year contracts, maybe, like, one year with an extension-type contracts yeah. um, for players that you want to make more of a commitment to. Yeah, yeah. and I think we're not going to see a situation of, like, how last year we pretty much dumped the whole roster. Yeah. I think you're going to see... That's to do with moving leagues. Then, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. And some guys were just like, I don't want to I don't want to play in a lower league. Yeah. You know, um, you see that a lot with teams that they drop out of the Premier League, they go to the championship, and they're just like, they have a clause in the contract, like, if you go down, I get to stay up. Yeah. Stuff like that. So I don't think you'll see a, you'll see roster turnover a lot. It is going to be interesting to see with a new head coach who stays, mm-hmm. who doesn't. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think, you're going to see some, but it's not going to be like, we're only bringing back three guys like we did last year. Right, yeah. I think I should, can, we, can I assume we all have roughly the same answer to that question? Yeah. 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 Then the second part of the question is, 
when would we know what the roster will look like next season? My experience with the kickers has been you kind of find out a lot of players quite late, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. T- towards towards kickoff time. Yeah. Not like five <laughs> and, minutes and to kick off, but you know, like the, the month or so before, <laughs> yeah. you'll see a lot of players. The, well, out. literally, we, we had. Whenever the last preseason game is, that's when you find out what the roster is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I, didn't we have about three players sign on, like literally a yeah. few days before the home, the first yeah. game? Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that, that's that's another element with regards to the way the season went. It's like while everyone else already had a good preseason to work together we're still buying players mm. so I, I, think, I didn't look at the like the timing or the announcements of like lansing or chattanooga like did they definitely have like their whole roster in place sooner than the uh, kickers did i mean there wasn't as much noise about players well, i know Griva had a smaller roster but i feel like the core of that team was already put in place yeah so okay. it's like if they signed someone it was like a as backup, a, backup. A backup yeah. like it wasn't like death. a significant starter yeah um yeah I want to say maybe four before I got to deal with Minnesota United, so they were loaning guys up and down and things like that. Um, yeah, I, I want to say when it comes to Richmond, that's another thing I would love to see the front office approve, just announcing those players mm-hmm. early or just, you know, try to get the roster seller earlier so that way yeah. we don't run into, like, a stretch that we did of where the guys are still trying to learn, like, mm. what, what side of the ball do you want to foot on or where do you like this pass? Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess we're not going to find out about new players until we get the new coach, no, right? F- they won't build the roster without the coach. I feel like they'll probably announce some people who are like, like, if Gallardo comes back as an example, that's one I feel like you'll hear about well in advance because they yeah. want that sort of good PR. Yeah, and I do, you just want Gallardo on your team, right? So you yeah. may as well try and sign him up as soon as you can. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the question for me will be, because I think they'll probably bring back more players than I would have expected. Like, I feel like they'll probably bring back, like, 12 or 13 maybe, maybe okay. more than that. Yeah. Um, and But I do wonder how much the poor season factors into that. If, if people had a bad experience in Richmond, do they want to come back? Yeah. So that, that'll also I be mean, a... If only 12 or 13 stay, that's actually quite a big roster turnover, right? That's more than, that's about half the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. guess so, yeah. Which yeah. would make sense to me, I think. Especially mm-hmm. just makes sense in USL League One, and it makes sense for a team that didn't have a good season and wants to have a better season next time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, isn't that how the kickers have historically operated though? Have, haven't there, hasn't there been, or not historically, but at least in recent years, I feel like I wouldn't there's been say a lot more ha- change. I wouldn't, like, <sighs> apart from the, the, the year between moving from championship to league one, I wouldn't yeah. say it was half the roster. I want to say, changing. I think the last two years you've had a lot of roster turnover. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this team is significantly different to what this team was back in 2000. What was our last playoff game? 2016? I think, some, I think 15 or yeah. 16. Yeah. Either year we got beat by Louisville City. That that roster is significant into what this roster is because that roster changed the following year, and then the next year that roster changed a lot. And then, of course, Lee Callishaw steps down and Bulo comes in, and then even that roster changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So I think the answer is late in the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and with right. probably a decent amount of change. And after, or late in the spring, I And say. probably not the majority of it until we – Find out who the new head coach is. Yeah, yeah. Right. that checks out. Next question is from Ian Brady. Um, Ian Brady, what do the players who are coming back do for the rest of the year? Do they work in the community? This is a four-month gap mm-hmm. Taylor was talking about. Do they work in the community? Do they coach? Do they play somewhere else? Do they train with the kickers? Or the other option he gave us was, 
other. <laughs> as far as I understand it, if you're here, if you are not from the United States and you're here, you're only doing soccer stuff because that's the only thing your visa will allow. Yeah. So I think for that's any- my visa. I'm yeah. only allowed to do soccer podcasts. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That checks out. I, I like that. And if I see you deviate from that, you're out. Uh, but so I think you'll have wow. some. That means that means some. Yeah, some players can only coach. That's not like, true, by the way. Elliot looks worried about me. That's not true. Like, oh, well, <laughs> see you later. T- <laughs> uh, so I think that's one. Is like so the, like players uh, like this used to be the case with uh, Sasha Gores the former yeah. player then assistant I'm not sure where he is now uh, but like he could only coach and like run camps and stuff oh, because, he's German, right? because yeah. he was German so I think that's part of it and then I think other other players are probably coaching yeah to supplement their income yeah. maybe some people will go try to play in other leagues and then come back like if there's like a changeover in season yeah but I, I think that's the best answer I can give. So what's interesting is that there used to be, that obviously, before 22 Holdings, that the club was owned by the youth club. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's harder now for that's players to go and coach kickers youth teams or to coach Richmond United teams, um, or if that relationship is still the same and they can go and I, you know, I coach think, a U14 team and make some money in the off-season. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's still good? Yeah, or yeah, it's, I've or still, it's I've actually have still seen what I've seen, of, yeah, there's still some guys still going out coaching and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shanir, Shanir's a youth coach, right? Yes. So you, you're out there coaching tournaments? Yeah. Uh, right. as well. I'm a teacher. <laughs> and I coach at soccer shots there you go. for fun. <laughs> soccer shot shout out. Well, have you have you coached <laughs> against uh, any any kickers coaches? Um, I actually have for futsal RVA coached okay. against Scott Thompson. Okay, How'd is he go? a good coach? He is. He is a good coach. I mean, for futsal, I don't know how he would do on an outdoor. Um, I know a few of them. They do the the advanced development program for the kickers. They coach some of those. Um, so th- there are a lot of them that do that. However, there are some of them that. If they are not from around here, they go back yeah. home. I know um, for a while, uh, Braden Troyer was going back to South Carolina to yeah. where to his family. To do you know if he was working there or just kind of chilling? I, I don't know. Months? I don't know if just he was out. working. Just probably I mean, just I hanging could, out. Maybe. I could kind of see doing that. Being a warrior. Being a warrior. <laughs> Being a warrior. <laughs> Being a warrior. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Being a warrior on his pants couch. So yeah. it sounds like the answer is it's different for every player. Yeah. Yeah. Some players will just take a break, right? So, yeah. You know, it's, it's hard work being a professional yeah. soccer player, especially in a lower league. I could see it. You could just use a mental break. Yeah. Uh, you could just go hang out, especially if you um, can afford to do that, right? Yeah. Um, and then if not, maybe there is opportunity to coach kickers, youth teams, make some extra scratch. Mm. Yeah. Per- personal training as well, I would imagine. Yeah, personal, personal training. training. Personal training. Yeah. Um, I do... I like at a gym or just... No, like, like you coach like private lessons. I, like see. Yeah. I see. I see. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know for a while, um, uh, Mike Callahan was also mm-hmm. as well as coaching. He was doing private yeah. private sessions yeah. in terms with with some kids that may need. So definitely sure. supplementing income. Yeah, yeah. 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 basically. Fine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next two questions come from not section resident mm-hmm. Nate's by Northwest. Yeah. Uh, Nate's a journalist covers the kickers for the Beautiful Game Network, I yeah. believe. Um, Nate asks, why do you think Charles Boateng failed to get minutes early on and will he return for 2020? So we've mentioned Charles Boateng a couple of times. Why didn't Charles Boateng get minutes early on? Uh, I don't think he necessarily fit the system at first. At at, first, first. I mean, granted, he had the big game against U.S. Open Cup. But there there were four goals, right? Yeah, Yeah. he scored four goals. But there were also moments where Boateng would get out there and I don't know if it was necessarily him or the midfield was just poor at the moment, but it, it didn't look like anything was really clicking or working. So I think Bulo went, and this is me speaking for Bulo, went with the proven entity in Chen and Jackson. And yep. 
we're all speculating, but if they paid big money for them yep. in kickers' terms, yeah. obviously you're going to want to start them. Because they're paid, we think, a little more than the rest of yeah, the Yeah, I think Boateng is on loan. Yeah, he's on loan yeah. from a Ghanaian team. Yeah, yeah. so it's like kind of easier to be like, oh, you're on the bench, you're learning. Oh, you mean, and he's also he's, young. Yeah. He's also no, quite he's like 29, young. he's like 29. Charles Boateng? Maybe I want to say sure. twenty-two. All right, fellas, we're gonna look it up. <laughs> I'll be over here, I'll be over here being quiet while y'all decide how old Charles Boateng is. <laughs> look, I messed up once and said he was seventeen. Clearly wrong. So <laughs> um, while Dale figures that out, I would say I think probably money is the biggest answer. That if you're twenty-two, yeah. twenty-two, yeah. 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 So if you're, but if you are spending money on My Chin apologies. and Jackson, which is like we we knew like when we had Bobby Warshaw on the show, like he knew those two guys from like past experiences uh, playing in USL and Major League Soccer. So I feel like they went for kind of more proven names. They wanted those names to work out. Yeah. And then I think when they maybe obviously were not, that's when they started to change yeah. things around a little bit. Yeah. And I also, I, my fault, I also think the change of style also suited more Boateng. Because Boateng and build-up play didn't really affect well. But when you're asking them like, hey, price up, be on the last center back, Boateng can do that because – He's not afraid. He'll, he'll try stuff. Like he'll go charge at center backs. He'll try a shot from anywhere, and I feel like that fit more into what they were doing at the end part of the season. That's we saw both teams. I, I like him. He's a bit more energetic as well. I do see yes. him build up the play. I see him like dart back, have a quick pass layoff, and then dart back in behind. I really like that about him. I think he brings yeah. a lot more energy than Jackson or Chin. Yeah, and that, that's that's one element you don't you didn't see in Jackson or Chin is that unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boateng is. If I had to defend against him, I'd, I'd I'd get the lineup. I'd be sitting in the locker room, and they'd say, "Yep, well, so they're playing Charles Boateng on top." I'd be like, "Ah, oh, crap!" Because I got to chase him around. Exactly. You got. You <laughs> have to keep tabs on. He's like, as a as a new father, I can say this. He's like a ten month old baby. You <laughs> always have to keep an eye on where he is because you turn away for one second, and he's all the way on the other side of the room. And so it's it's a nightmare to deal with. But Dennis Chin and um, DJ, they were more... More stationary. More stationary. Yeah. More, yeah. he's there. If I turn around, he'll still be there. You know? It, it was it was more of an element of... It's more like two-month-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two-month-old, can't more crawl More like yet. a 15-year-old that feels like they're 35. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so we think the lack of minutes for Boateng were that he was young and that he's only just arrived in the U.S., from Ghana, yeah. so maybe that almost gave an excuse, and then obviously paying a bit of money to Jackson and Chin, they're the experienced heads. That you sort of, it was just an easy choice to be like, all right, Boateng, you got to wait your turn. I, yeah. The other thing I would say, I, I genuinely don't know the answer to this question. I don't know if y'all do either, no. but like, so I don't really want to speculate too much. But I'll say this: like, I also don't know how much. Uh, David Bieler was involved in the roster construction, and I don't know if those are two players that he said, I want, they fit my system, yeah. or if they were two players that he was told, hey, we got you these two guys, and that's a big difference. And that, we don't know the situation with Boateng either. We don't, but yeah. but I'm saying like with those two, with Chin and Jackson, if 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 Bulo comes in and says, I want those two guys, that's how we're going to score goals, they're going to fit my system, then he is sort of back them, he's on the line, he is going to want them to work out as much yeah. as he can, so he'll he's going to stick with them, yeah. if he's just kind of... If they're forced upon him, then that's a different explanation because then it's like, well, maybe they never fit a system, but now here are two guys they're probably playing more for. So he's got to play them to kind of justify that expense. Not yep. So it's more about like how involved he was, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I, I do feel that he may have picked because it does seem that with the system that he wanted to play mm-hmm. at first, it was more tailored to Chin and Jackson than Charles Boateng. But when 
going back to what you're saying about you know mm-hmm. feeling pressured that they have to play because of their salary because of their price tag even when he changed the system that would have probably fit Charles Boateng more he still felt pressured to play oh yeah you get players. like chin on the left mm-hmm. or yeah. Jackson on the wing yeah, yeah. So they'd still be in they'd there they'd still be out there yeah. even you know like I mean the same thing for the midfield as well like there was games where Maxi was playing but you're trying to figure out like alright we know like everyone in the stands can tell you like alright Maxi is a CDM we know it's not going to be a real defensive game why isn't Rasliff getting it and things like that so you can look at it from different it raises the more questions to looking at it yeah and be like how was this roster built was it mm. built for solely the possession system and that working was there ever like a plan b i, like I mean that? i think it was built for the possession yeah. system part of, part of me thinks that if you're gonna have a possession team you need the very best players to make it work and i feel like maybe there wasn't enough money available to to sign the type of players that could play really good possession yeah. soccer and i feel like that might have been the downfall i mean um, like of the I, whole 2019 season yeah maybe. like we i we tweeted out at the beginning of the year um, about like the overall the overall age at certain positions, and like striker and goalkeeper was like got two older positions, but like midfield and um, defense was like the younger part. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also about how there's a lot of we had a lot of substitutes for the midfield, but there was none for the defense and none for the strikers. So it's like say if a guy is out of form like Tanner Jackson, well. If you can't throw Boateng in there because he's still trying to adjust, there's no one else that can come step in for that moment. But if Bodog's out, you know you could put Joey G right there. If and Wap is not having a great game, you know you could put Greg there and things like that. There was more flexibility in certain positions, which I feel like if you, I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. If you give Bulo a second chance, does he go for more? I mean, didn't you just list three forwards for one position? I mean, yeah, but. I mean, I feel like that's a decent amount of depth. I, I think, honestly, Boateng just didn't fit with what people yeah, wanted. That's kind of where yeah, I'm with yeah. it. I'm not, I don't mean to interject, but, like... No, no, you're fine, that's, but... That's just... That's kind of what it comes down to for me. Is yeah. Because, like, like, even just then, you said, like... Well, like, I it mean, took a while for Boateng to adjust. Like, I, is that true? I have no idea. I don't know well, if he was... I like, mean, no, well, that's totally like speculation. Yeah, like, that's yeah. why I'm assuming that's why we didn't see him. I, just, I do know that, that you're saying, you know, with regards to three, <clears> three players for one position, but two of them were kind of like for like. I mean... Djax and, and, and Chin are basically the same type of player. It was like a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, I wish it, both of them were more aggressive. I wish both of them were faster. I I, or at least one of them to give a different... You a didn't different, have a change of pace. A yeah. different Probably change more, of... Yeah, more, were, more of that right. is what I mean. Like You didn't have like a change of pace. Exactly. Yeah. Apart from Charles Boateng, who apparently maybe was not ready to start or it was mm. showing signs of, um, you know... Not being consistent. Well, here's Nate's, here's Nate's other question. Will he return for 2020? Do you think we see Charles Boateng back for 2020? <sighs> I would say it's tougher to say yes. Yeah. I'll say yes. Because he's on loan. I'll say yes. Right? I think if they can bring him back, I think they will. Because I think that's a yeah. player that, in the end, is probably a cost-effective player who yeah. it seems like was appreciated by some. And if Mika's back, which we think he will be. Oh, yeah, so assistant be, coach Mika. Uh, yeah. I forgot his second name. Mika... Evora, yeah, is um, still mm. on staff. He's right, right now, yeah. I think, the interim coach in yeah. charge. Yeah. yeah, and they'll be so he'll probably be the assistant to the the new head coach they signed. Yeah. Or if they don't find a head coach, he might just end up with a job. Yeah, right? yeah. you never know. But <laughs> I, I think he'll come back because I think he'll it might be you, Daryl. It could you be Daryl. Hop in there. I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Boateng <laughs> offers you flexibility. I think he's probably a cost effective player. Yeah. He's not somebody who's 
been around the block a whole bunch and it's yeah sort of and like he's exciting too. Yeah. yeah and now we've confirmed he's only 22 to me he fits the profile of the type of player <laughs> i would like the kickers to be playing yeah, yeah. yeah. we well, said he was 29 i don't know what they were talking about oh yeah. just yeah yeah no. <laughs> you, you guys you shouldn't let people who don't know what they're talking about on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> that would be mostly everyone <laughs> <laughs> second question from nate by northwest what one what one upgrade to City Stadium do you hope to see before the 2020 season begins? Um, on part one, I've already talked about how I would like just to see the uh, see fans closer to the field in some way, whether behind the goal or <coughs> along the sideline. So I think I've already got my my upgrade to the stadium. Are we talking realistic or non-realistic? Like, does get realistic or can it be any change? Give me one of each. All right. I mean, non-realistic is is for the East Stadium to be or East. He stands, stands to be torn down yeah, and rebuilt because yeah. that's the death bleachers. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just an bleachers. eyesore, and it's it like, is. It's very difficult to have people. I don't know. Like if my mom came to watch a kickers game, like she's been to the stadium before, but like it would be hard to be like, yeah, there's this whole thing. It's abandoned. You can't really sit in it. There's no running water, but there's kind of running water. Like it's it's just not a great look. And I know yeah. they can't really do anything about it, but that's <coughs> the one they that sell discount tickets. But you have to go in the east stand, I and mean, you have to sign a waiver. You have to, get, you have <laughs> to sign to a waiver. <laughs> sell discount tickets and get a tennis shot and wear hard hat, bubble suit, and a waiver of if you die, you cannot sue us. I mean, you can't. You'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is also true. Yeah, all the family, you know. I guarantee you will have someone buy a ticket. <laughs> I guarantee you have uh, I mean, they still got the nice ones in the middle, the ones that have actual backs, I think, right? Don't they have the VIP ones in the uh, East, yeah, in the East End so. stand? Do like, they? I think so. They're like mm. bright red. They stand out a little bit. Maybe they've torn them out. I don't know. But uh, And then realistic, I don't know, Like, is paving the parking lot realistic? Is that a possibility? I mean, I think it's been talked about. I guess it's not that big of a video. It's just a parking lot. I'm not sure how so cheap it would be. They, maybe it's just getting the, the fans closer. I think that's that's a big one as well. All right. So and we've got... You can do maybe a second beer truck. Demolish the stand is your dream yeah. upgrade. Um, getting the fans close to the field is maybe a more realistic one. Yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. Uh, Elliot, what, what, what do you think? Um, What's your so, dream upgrade? So my dream upgrade is kind of... Retractable roof. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a little bit minute. Um... I feel like I'm nitpicking when I say this, but the signage on the outside of the stadium definitely needs to be upgraded. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because when you drive past the stadium, who are the two guys on the signage? It's Yambi and is it still? Oh, it's and uh, Delhi, right? Yeah. Yambi Do they play Delhi? for the club anymore? No. no. Is is Jason Yeasley still on one of the ticket booths as well? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Upgrade that. So then, like Gallardo and yeah. Uh, so Aquai. that way you Gallardo, showcase who Aquai, you have. Yeah. You know, yeah. young upcoming guys. Um. Which is actually, but even that's probably a part of the problem that there's been so much turnover that you don't know which faces you can have yeah. on there long term. Mm-hmm. Whereas Delhi and Yambi, you had a pretty strong idea they were going to be sticking around. Yeah. yeah. Then they stuck around for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. that's also true. Um, that's a good idea, though. I like that one. Yeah. And Dream yeah, Upgrade? That's my answer now. Uh, I'm trying to think. In the stadium? Bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think that should be a realistic upgrade. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that I, at the I end was, of the I day, they more need to start tearing those things the, down up, now. The bathrooms? <laughs> they said they were going to upgrade the bathrooms like two years ago. <laughs> I mean, that... I guess it depends on what your idea of upgrade is. Yeah, what would you like them to do to this? <laughs> oh, if it goes they from added a fresh coat of paint. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Be, hey, that is an upgrade. I think more just... Because um, right now they work, right? You can yeah. go in there, you can do what you've got to do, all the plumbing works. Like, So is there some specific... Uh, like, do you want a guy handing you a towel afterwards? Uh, like, uh, well, a couple things. I would say uh, you are a male. Uh, from what I understand, the women's bathroom's less pleasant. Yeah. Uh, because, yes. It gives off a Porta John... Yeah. Oh, okay. Also worth noting, I don't believe there's any sort of air conditioning or anything yeah, in there. No. It's not very well ventilated either. It's a brick building that so, like, initially had troughs in it. Yeah. And, and, and AC. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. 
So a bit a bit less of like when it's 100 degrees outside and you go into a closed brick building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the most pleasantly ventilated area. And if you are a woman, my understanding is it takes a little bit longer uh, than it does for a, a man who can walk in and go to the bathroom and walk right back out. Uh, the other day I was waiting in line for the bathroom and someone pointed out that there are trees next to the, the, the structure. If you need to go there, you could do that. I feel like women don't really have as easy of an option when it comes to those types okay. of things. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So fewer trees. Yeah, exactly. Also, that was a like, folk festival there are like, like cobwebs in, in certain areas. You oh, know, mm-hmm. so maybe just a bit of a spring clean. Yeah, and up, once again, upgrade the signage in there because I, I think they did, but I, rem- I think in the beginning of the year there was still a sign in there about like the 2017 season and the schedule for mm-hmm. that. Because okay. I remember I saw Indianapolis on there, and I was like, we don't play them. <laughs> we don't. No. <laughs> so I no, think no. that helps out a lot. Um, just, the, I mean. It just signage around the stadium. If you can update, even it doesn't even have to be a player, but if you want to use past players or the slogan or whatever, update it yeah. and whatnot to fit what is going on for this present year. Oh, I got, I got one. I think I, we talked about this in the past. I've just remembered it. Maybe just a couple of TVs. So that so when you go to uh, like the concession stand, you have to stand with your back to the field, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to know what's going on. I would love just a TV back there. So that's that you showing can what still, the broadcast is showing. Yeah, and you can still yeah. watch the game and know what's going on. But so real quick, disconnected from the would action. that distract people even more on the Conquerors knowing that I can stand there and watch the TV? But at least they'd be watching. That is true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it, I just think that might more distract people because they know, like, oh, I can stand here, drink a beer, watch the game on the TV, and not be in the stands. That's, yeah. that's my whole thing. It's not like, it's not like how if you go to like. I've never been to Audifield, but I'm imagining like where you have to walk out of the stands and walk behind like a whole wall. And you're just like, I, I just hear noise. Mm-hmm. You can't really see what's going on the field. City Sam, you can literally stand. You can literally stand in the parking lot and be like, oh, we missed another uh, goal like that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, that's what about the idea of a not quite a jumbotron, but um, an actual screen on the scoreboard? That shows replays and things. I think like that, that will help out. Personally, I'd really enjoy that because I'm always is like, is it realistic or unrealistic? This is unrealistic. Okay. It's really expensive. Just wanted to clarify that. But <laughs> I think it would be really enjoyable to be able to watch replays because there's often like, was that a penalty? Was that a foul? What? How did that just happen? Mm-hmm. And we don't know until like the next day when we'll go back and watch it on ESPN yeah. Plus, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess you could just have ESPN Plus on your phone, maybe, and, or and even re-watch. like showing the starting lineup of having the guy that does muffled. Trying to say it, like having the starting lineup show up on the jumbo chart. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, so that's right. one one of my the, the my practical one is fix the sound in the stadium. Because oh, okay. We the the guy uh, if if there's any noise going on in the stadium, it doesn't even need to be the Red Army in full form. If there's any noise, you can't hear today. You can't hear any announcements of who got a yellow card, who's getting subbed on for whom. You can't hear any of that. Okay. So upgrading the sound in there to allow people to f- more know what's going on. Yeah. If someone's like, wait, what happened? Wait, why did someone? Who got a Why are they card? throwing what? frisbees? It's <laughs> 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 you've been the in-stadium announcer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so they, 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 they can hear Because have... I, 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 I like shouted out the Red Army twice. And afterwards, they're like, yeah, we had no idea you said anything. I mean, yeah. I could hear. So is it? No, I, you, I think you were one of the ones who said like, "No, I couldn't hear that." Oh, really? genuinely, yeah. Because I said like, I didn't hear the Red Army shout out. I heard a was, lot of other It was the it was the like stand up for Richmond thing, and yes. I was like, "Folks, they're not going to stop singing until you you actually do it." So you may as well just stand up. And afterwards, I think you were like, "I had no idea you said anything." Exactly. About that. I remember hearing okay. you say that. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, you. Most people wouldn't wouldn't yeah. be able to hear that. They yeah. won't hear yeah. it. And even if they're sitting in the stands away from the Red Army, they're not. It's the sound is is not. Mm. 
I don't know if they had. We, this old... Was this the same game where you uh, let people know that it was a Bubakar Kater's professional debut? Yeah. You should mm-hmm. give him a big cheer. Yeah, yeah. So we heard that part. I think some people did. Again, I think other Red Army people did not. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I heard other people be like, "Oh maybe yeah, we were wondering why people just randomly maybe they were started busy drumming." You never know. You never know. I think we may have <laughs> solved it though. Let's just put a giant like uh, projection screen on the east stand, and then we'll just put one projector out. You can show the whole game. And then you have your instant replay yeah. from the feed. That'd there be terrifying. Yeah. Right? What's, what's wrong with that? Yeah. But, you, but yeah. so from to Shania's point, though, maybe, an, maybe an upgrade to the, I mean, maybe it's as simple as just turning the volume knob up. <laughs> or maybe it needs a whole sort of yeah. infrastructure upgrade. Of yeah, the I don't know if, if they turn the volume up, we'd blow out the old speakers that they got in there. <laughs> <laughs> Might turn on the East End. <laughs> Any other ideas for upgrades to City Stadium before we move on to the final question? Um, it, make it more closed. Yeah. Like, make it more closed. Make it harder to see what's going on on the field unless you're in the stands. So where can where people? So, watch so for from? example, you could literally stand in the parking lot and see some of the field. You mm-hmm. can stand up on the concourse and see the whole field, and just block things off. So I, I, it's, it's I shouldn't thing. be yeah. able to see the field while watching my kid in the moon bounce. Basically, is oh, what okay. I'm uh, basically, I think it's a <laughs> thing that for you and me, I'm realizing this now. You and me see that as a feature because it's like, oh, I can go stand up here and see the whole field, or I can walk over here and see the whole field. Yeah. But if you are trying to get a bunch of people into the seats to sit down and cheer and be into the game. It's more of a bug than a feature. Exactly. So I think a lot of what I have thought of is like, no, but that's one of like the nice, charming things you can sit up top. It's like I'm realizing that it allows you to like sit up top and have casual conversations. Yeah, that's like one really of the conversations like the, the Red Army has all the time. Of like, yeah. how do we get people from that, up, there up there to down, down here? And you why block are like you from the of the field? Like how, you block why are numbers so field. dispersing in the Red Army? Because the Red Army can literally fill up section out during tailgate, mm-hmm. but then when you get in stadium, there's literally like five rows. Because half of them are, are up, there up there chatting. Yeah. Once you because block they get stuck there, like you said, it's just it's naturally easy to, to get down, stuck yeah. up there because when you walk, when you walk into sex show, you have to walk past like the beer truck, the beer truck. You have to walk past the food station. You have to walk yeah. past like all these guys soliciting stuff. When, 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 when pop- this have a negative impact though, people, some people who like to stand on the concourse be really annoyed that yeah. suddenly the view's been blocked and they maybe just stop coming? Probably, I mean, but, I, but I think... I, I th- Sorry to interject, Like, I want to go to the food truck and be able to still see the field. But I think that's you. Like, like I think about it this way. Like, when Pablo and Adam came, they went and found seats, and I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you can just stand here the whole time. But, like, to them, like, at Audi Field, you can't do that. So yeah. you have to go get a seat. And I think it's probably what people are used to is what they're used to. But if you're trying to get an atmosphere and if you're attending a normal soccer game you sit in a seat and you watch the game yeah so i do yeah. feel like that's a weird outlier for a city stadium that i hadn't really it doesn't have assigned about. seats either right which a lot of stadiums also are that. like you in seat yeah. b24 mm-hmm. i mean yeah. also like, like i said before like you can buy a season ticket for a hundred dollars so you can sit anywhere you want to sit it's not like you have to specifically sit mm-hmm. in section o. yeah hmm. you can buy like a regular ticket and sit in section o. you can buy like a, a, a red army ticket and then you can sit, sit on the other side of the stadium. There's not really, like, yeah. a thing of where, like, if I was going to uh, watch the Wizards game, my ticket says you sit in section O, C32, row, row 4, F, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, that's where I'm sitting at. So I know, like, all right, I want this kind of viewpoint where I'm sitting at. Yeah. Like that. So do you think assigned seats would encourage people to sit in their seats? I don't think so. I, 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 people would be annoyed. Yeah, yeah I, I think the general admission is fine. Another thing... Can we take the benches out of sectional? Oh, you want like all standing? Red Army doesn't sit down anyway. 
I mean, <laughs> the only time I ever saw any of you sit down during the game was when it was like a hundred and something degrees. Oh no, that was me off. sitting out because I wasn't going to stand up in a hundred degrees. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and I made that how decision often myself. Does that happen? I, I just feel that, and uh, there have been uh, quite a few times with a bunch of loud chanting, jumping, inebriated people. I've seen people almost die on those benches. <laughs> Maybe this goes back to the idea of like building a special thing for, yeah. for the, the Red Army. Army. A special yeah. section yeah. for us yeah. to be. Because you look, for example, even though I hate their field, you look at Lansing. They have that Probably standing so. space mm -hmm. up on the wall behind, behind one of the goals. Mm -hmm. And that's where their fan group. Yeah. Stands. That's where they. One, that's where they. One thing too that would be dope. And I know I'm probably just just me, but like pregame isn't really anything attractive. Like, for instance, like Chelsea when they walk in the field, they have like the little, the things around, like they shoot fire. Like, there's nothing attractive during pregame besides kicking one in the field. Mm. And if you're not paying attention, you would never know the kicker rules in the field. Like, literally, you play like the USL League One music or whatever it is, and the, the players just walk out. Like, there's nothing like. Sp special that's going on like a lot of teams if i'll use the nba for instance they have put a lot of money into pregame i like how they announce the team and things like that they announce each player one at a time so it will make people out. want to show up earlier yeah. to see that just, just to see that part and now people are sitting out looking at it and be like oh i wonder what they're gonna do in the pregame mm, things like that i mean i'm always i'm a big fan of the idea of giving information about players so that people don't know but so for the people who don't know so maybe there's like you could introduce like he's gonna tackle you wherever you are. It's number twenty two. We'll have a cry. You know, what I mean? yeah. like I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that idea of just giving that bit of information about what type of player they are. Yeah. And you know, it's America. You can always do always do with a bit of hype, right? Yeah, a bit exactly. of razzmatazz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, you look at it like there, there are a lot of stadiums. Money, <laughs> yeah. yeah, money is yeah. the issue. Yeah, yeah. that you've got to have if you want a whole like. Fireworks display. If you want a bunch yeah, of stuff, I mean, you, you, have, you wouldn't even really need the sound system to be better. You can't really do announcements. I mean, I can hear, I can hold like an air freshener can and thing. a lighter and do where each player <laughs> walks by. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. That's nice and regulated. Let's make that happen. Play the Jaws music. Yeah, when quite comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, like another thing too. It's that, not safe to go back on the field. But yeah, like another thing too that attracts me, even if it's not money, like. I'm a Manchester United fan, but one of the cool things in England, like I'm also like someone that loves the history of soccer, how certain teams start stuff. Like one of the coolest things that probably out there when I first started learning about soccer is like the Never Walk Alone song and how Liverpool sings that the start of every game, but like the reason behind they sing it. Yeah. Or like in Minnesota United, like Wonderwall, they sing it at the end of every game. Like that's something as well. Like the Fan atmosphere, I think, is something that we can all agree on that probably yeah. has to improve. But that's yeah. something that... Some of that could be on the Red Army to Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, so true. Yeah. And, and again, like, for example, at a lot of stadiums, whenever... It doesn't even need to be something like pyrotechnics or fireworks or whatever. Yeah, just like fire. Just, just look, for example, at <laughs> when a lot of teams are playing at home, when the announcer is announcing the names, such, such, and such, and such. Yay! So-and-so, yay! Or you find stadiums like at Bayern where they'll, the announcer will say the first name of the player mm -hmm. and the audience responds with the last name. Oh, I, did, I think some, I'd enjoy that. Or yeah. something yeah. like that where you, you, crowd participation. And the Red Army could always lead it if we could hear the guy. <laughs> so the answer would say Joe and the crowd would go, But I also, yeah, yeah. also... Not trying to be negative, but I also think that goes back on the point of, like we made about the signage and why like you see Delhi and Yambi out there is because you don't know who's on the roster yeah. until after the last preseason. Yeah, so, like <laughs> if you said like 
I don't know. If you said a couple of players' first names, I'm not sure anybody would know that. Like, if well, you said Nick, everybody would be like, uh... Retro. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's happening. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. where you need the big electronic board, right? See, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the name yeah. just pops up. <laughs> you know, it always right. back to money, I think, is the final, answer. Final question's a big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From Keith Camachi. Mm-hmm. I think you were... One of our good listeners. Uh-huh. Keith Camachi. Um, what qualities are most important in the search for a new head coach? And do you think the kickers can get that type of coach? for Authentic United. What, what does that mean? <laughs> Why do you boo that? What? Why do you boo that? Why do I boo that? Because yeah. it's buzzwords. Yeah, it's, it's, I see. I, I, there's, it yeah. Does, there's no identity. There's really no definition no. to it. It's just words to say to, to make people feel warm and fuzzy inside. You know. <laughs> so I just go around like what... Darren, what, what what do you want to see in the head coach? I know you want the high pressing, but is yeah. It so I talked about the high pressing. That's definitely the style that I want to see from the head coach. I would, I think, I would like to see, um, in some ways, similar to what David Bueller was, like a young up and coming coach, mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be excited if it was some like older, experienced kind of guy. Which I don't know. I don't know why it's kind of ageist, right? But I just like the idea of someone who's uh, unknown and could be like the next big thing. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you guys would also want because um, I know you love that. Say, Bueller used to come out to the tailgate and like thank you guys. Yes. For yeah. Someone who's, who's someone who's going to connect to the fans, right? Yeah. Like that. So for me, it wouldn't necessarily matter. Um, it's cool to have a it's cool to have a head coach that's personal that knows the fan base. Yeah. And whatever, but it's not a deal breaker for me. I think for me is I want to see the kickers. And granted, I think a lot of things with kickers revolve around money. So I would love to have a head coach that not only knows how to operate on a small budget, but knows how to flip young talent and sell yeah. them on big. Yeah. That's but get the point. most out of that young talent. Yeah. You know, not, I wouldn't want someone that you can't bring in someone like from LA Galaxy or an assistant from there that used to working with big name stars or big name players. Or big name and, money. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> whatnot. And then expect, like, hey, yep. you have. A tenth of that budget, yeah. Work with it. I want someone that has worked with that and that knows how to take these young stars or use the youth academy system and then flip it. Because I mean, be real, like Rich was never going to spend a bunch of money in a transfer market. I'll be like, hey, we want to go buy this big game guy from overseas. Take the youth that we have here, using the college system and things like that, and then flip it and eventually sell it on. I, I actually, I. I'm thinking about this longer. I, th- I think I disagree with you a little bit, Daryl, because I feel like, all right, about the, the, the young coach. Yeah. yeah, I think because like it's a new, it is still a new ownership group. Yes, they're going to be in their second season, but it's a lot of people kind of figuring things out and learning on the fly, and that's what this season I think has been a lot about. And I For think everyone, if you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think if you're bringing in another young coach who is sort of is like, sure, whatever, like whatever you want, like I, I think you need a coach who's like, no, that's not how this works. Like no, the, okay, we, that's no, we've got to get this. No, we need a person who's identifying talent. No, we need an opposition. Staff. Yeah. No, we can't do that. Like, and then if money's an issue, then they don't hire that person. So be it. But I would rather have somebody who's going to come in with ideas about how things need to be yeah. run. Yeah. To yes. make things run a little bit more. And I think between the two of you, you've convinced me because if it, if you want someone with a track record of working with young players mm-hmm. and developing them and that kind of stuff. A track record means you've been around a little while. A little bit, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. if you're going to bring interesting ideas and be young and, and try different stuff, like that's fine. But I want – I think I, I was just going for the I excitement, think, but you guys have like yeah. – the logic behind it means a more experienced coach is going to yeah. be better at their job. I think right? I'm just – I'm tired of things theoretically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah. And, and the reason why I boo like joyful, authentic, whatever is because – Do you feel guilty about doing that now? Is that no, not at all. Because, because no, no. honestly, like I, I think that's where branding statements get you into trouble is like – was le- this season joyful? No. Like, you're instantly setting yourself up to be like... I see. Uh, yeah. like, like, a lot, I a lot of like, pressure. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just think it's better, I don't know, to be like, 
rebrand. <laughs> like, we're doing our best. <laughs> you want the pr- I, I think you do want the proof of thing. I, I think Rich, Richmond has to look at themselves in a mirror and be real with themselves. Like, yeah. we are a small, medium market town. Are there going to be USL Champions coaches and MLS coaches that are young and when they're exciting that want the opportunity to head coach? Yeah, of course, anyone. But There's only think, so many coaching jobs available in the United yeah, States. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I think you also have do you owe it to yourself to be like, all right, which coach, when you start narrowing it down, fits, can they work within a small budget if they don't have the funds? Yeah. You know, you can't work on like possibilities like, oh, we're going to have this big budget because you're going to end up like Bolton or Burry, whatnot, where the clubs just go under and yeah. no one wants that because I'm out of a podcast and y'all, there's one less show for y'all to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think you just have to find a coach who fits what you want and fits what you are, what you have available and whatnot. I think about it mostly when, like, when it comes to teaching. Like, you have certain teachers that work well in inner city schools because they can relate to those kids. And do you have teachers that work well in private schools? Because they relate to those kids. Like, I personally, though, I cannot work in a private school because I, I didn't come from that background. So, like, things that I relate to students wouldn't translate well. But I work well in inner city schools because I grew up in inner city schools. I know I can relate to them. I know I can reach them at that level where they're at. Not saying that the level is low, but it's a better connection. I know what I can work with. Okay. Cultural difference. Yeah. Sense. Yeah. All right. I think <laughs> one of the things we're thinking about is um, when building the roster – it might be worth having a coach with a lot of connections. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. even thinking of, like, a, if there's a college coach who knows the college game really well, that's someone who might be able to pick up a load of players who don't get drafted. How much money do you have to throw at Tab Ramos? Quite a lot. Yeah, more. right? Yeah. yeah. That probably oh, wouldn't yeah. work so well. But, I mean, so, like, that's a, like a fantasy example, having right? someone that's really cool Tab Ramos to be like, hey, yeah. that or someone connected to Tab Ramos. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could get a lot of like former U20 players who maybe their career's gone off track. Like, I mean, so we already like Bielder, got two right? in the roster. Yeah. Yeah. Bielder's like a former U17 player, mm-hmm. national team U17 player. Craft His career too. went off track and now... Yeah, craft. Oh, that's another player I, I could have picked up. About <laughs> I, I don't think I, I'd, I'd seen enough of him yet to, to say that, oh, that's definitely a player we want to have back. The midfield looked sure. a lot better with him in it. I will say that. <laughs> All right. At times. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the new head coach search? I it's feel, okay, not- again, like, like I had said before, just not someone from within the kicker's organization. We need yeah. something fresh. We need something that will bring us something new, something that will teach us something new. I will have concern if we don't hear anything by January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely. That's I, a I, few I, months away now, yeah, right? I, 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 have, I have a question for you all, actually. I heard you talk about it on, on, on y'all's podcast, but, like, I was talking about the U.S. women's coach, and I was saying, like, I kind of wanted it to be a woman just because I enjoyed, like, the U.S. women being coached by a woman and having success. Would y'all... Like, are you going to be slightly disappointed if it's not a person of color? Because I know that was, like, an appeal with David Bulow was that he was, like, a young African-American coach no, at the time when we don't have that I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, no. I, I wouldn't be disappointed because, let's be real, like, there's not a lot of us out mm-hmm. there anyway. And it's not, like, a Rooney rule in effect like how it is in the NFL and the NBA. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed. Was having Bulow as a person of color for my team great? Yes. But it wouldn't be, like, a deterrent for me. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to support the club anymore. No. Okay. Yeah. That make sense? All yeah, right. I don't. I don't think when you're finished ninth in the table, you can no, be nitpicky. Would you just be a little bit bummed out? Basically, if it was like, I will say this: I, I wouldn't know, be a bummed out. White dude with a crew cut. You're gonna be like, oh. <laughs> 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 no, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be disappointed, but I would be more excited 
if it is a person of color. All right. Yeah, of course. That's fair. That's fair. Um, All right. Thank you to everybody uh, for the questions, both on the Kickers Weekly uh, Part 1 and on River City 93 Part 2. Elliot, I feel like I should hand host and do this back to you. I mean, you was doing a great job. I was going with it. (laughs) 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 No, but thanks for everyone listening to us. Um, You can reach us at River City 93 on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to have to edit that out. I hope not. Um, Do you want me to take over again? No. <laughs> so, where can he reach you guys at? Uh, we're at Total Soccer Show on Twitter, mm-hmm. or you can find Total Soccer Show um, in all good podcast players and some bad ones as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and with that being said, guys, you can keep us on the good side. Check you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,